Good morning. Yo! 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 The process is black and white, where two friends examine the trials and tribulations of starting their individual businesses with their cultural differences and similarities, along with whatever else accompanies them on their journey. Each week, they will discuss a few chapters from books that will transform you from being a wantrepreneur to an entrepreneur. Here's Vernon and Devin. Good morning, Devin. Good morning. So, uh, I have a quick question of the day here. Um, so, we just had a very, very interesting uh, conversation, uh, mainly based around sports. And I know kind of your, uh, your, your answer, right? But I guess my question would be, you know, roles, right? Like we had a coach, we got a coach here in in Philly, and we it all kind of started with Doc Rivers, you guys know, um, and just his uh, his and the media's relationship, right? Um, I one feel like with relationships, you know, there's always a action reaction, give take, all of that good stuff, right? Is it okay as a person being judge and your job is to be in the limelight to take offense to the way that someone is judging you when it's their job yes i i think that that's where i'll land on that and i guess the the perspective that i'll take is like um when you are picking paths in life and and every choice you make gives you some different choices right like that's just sort of the the whole process thing right so at some point you were like i want to be you know a, a a manager of people and then you've continued to push down that road as you've gone right um and part of that decision process that you've made around managing people and improving that skill set that you have, and you put a lot of effort into it, uh, is that someday someone's going to tell you you're terrible at it. And here's the 16 reasons why, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, because you're a manager of people, your job is to take that in stride and keep your mouth shut and tell them, thank you for your feedback. So that's kind of unique, but once you leave that situation and you text me or you go home to Ash and you're like, can you believe this? Like that is the appropriate response. And so as you make choices, your appropriate response, like the correct response that you're, that you're allowed to take uh, changes, right? And in the case of like a guy like Doc, right, or, or whatever, like a, a head coach of a team, right, that are, they're often curt with the media or whatever, and that's like the, the thing, or you see it with the, the president has like a person, I can't remember what their name is, uh, press secretary, there it is, um, mm -hmm. who like, whose job it is to talk to the media, and they're like, very sort of like standoffish a lot of the time, right, and like, 
that's because that's their job. Like it, so there's an there's an appropriate amount of decorum that you're allowed to take mm-hmm. in situations, and the choices that you make set you up for that moment. Um, and it's breaking those rules where uh, people get like where it makes news, right? And the rest of the time, it's just people like chirping, like I can't believe that they treat the media that way. Of course, they treat the media that way. That's the way they're supposed to treat the media. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I don't know if I answered your question, but that's like my perspective. No, you did. I, you did, and I, and I think the the point of it is, is like in life, you know, and to get to kind of bring this full circle to the show, is in life, everybody's media. Like every everybody's media for for us. Like, the way that it is, you know, Will Smith is, you know, slapping the Chris Rock thing. Like, we, we all became media, and no different is that for us in our individual lives. We're just not quite as uh, notarizing, as, as notarized as those guys. So we don't get as many media members involved sure. in our life. But as we're starting business businesses and we're out chasing our passions and purposes, um, there's going to be media involved and i think it is important to realize how to handle those situations you know what i mean i think in some cases that media is the naysayers who are like ah well you know devin's never going to get that app up and running i don't know why he's wasting his time blah 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 you know what i mean and the thing that i feel with media is most of the time with with those who are in the media, meaning the people who are, you know, on the outside judging you, are people who never walk in your shoes. And in a lot of instances, the ones that are like, don't do it, the naysayers, you can't do it, are the people that tried and failed or have never tried before. So it is important that, like you said, in those moments, to not take it so personally. You know what I mean? And I think that's the thing that you know, the advice for Doc would be he has taken it personally. But the difference between Doc and us, because as we go through our business ventures, right, like we we can't take it personally, and we don't because we understand where we are. But at some point, we're going to get to a level where we feel confident and comfortable in what we've done and, very, and feel very happy in what we've done. And we might not be so quiet. <laughs> You might, you might, you might not be depending on time, place, or situation. You might not be. I think that part of it uh, you know? is like the the scope of the criticism, right? Like, you mm-hmm. know, it's um, there are definitely going to be people, especially in your life, right? Like in in my life, mm-hmm. where every like everybody sort of low key wants to start a, have a startup in in tech, like it's sort of a very normal path, right? Um, whereas in your life there's going to be a lot more people that are like, yo, you have a very stable, good thing right now. Don't rock the boat, right? Which is a very sort of different um, perspective or whatever. Um, But even then, one of the things that you see like in startup land all the time, and I think that we talked about this in one of the books, but I don't remember, is that people will be like, oh, somebody's already done that. You'll never be able to be successful at that. And I'm like, Dude, 99% of all the things have already been done, right? Like the difference is that Mm -hmm. 0.1%. So, you know, like the criticism that I'll receive is like, nobody wants that. And I'll be like, nobody needs to want it. (laughs) You know, like it's kind of an understanding of of that. Or there's the other sort of criticism like with JD, right? Like where the criticism is actually that 
people don't open your email or people don't reply to your message or like, which is a kind of different criticism. So I don't really know where I think about that. Like, I do think that it's your job when you make the choice, just like I was talking about earlier, basically, like when you make the choice to start a thing or have a business or whatever, you need to accept, you know, maybe it's your, your publicly putting art out there. It doesn't really matter. But when you make a choice to create something and put it out in the world, you also make a choice to put yourself in a situation where you will experience some kind of criticism. And you need to take that in the appropriate manner. And that's going to be different for the different situations, right? But, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. you need different points in your, in your, your, your growth. Yeah. Like Rodney's, Rodney's stuff. Somebody might give them, give him like criticism. Like I don't like the music or something like that. And he needs to be able to take that in stride and be like, well, of course, you know, it's not made for you. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Or, or whatever. Like he needs to be able to see that. And you need to be able to see the criticisms that you like. You just need to see it as part of the, it's part of it. Like it's just, yeah. that's all, I guess. I no, it totally is. Yep, yeah, you're 100% right. It's there, it's coming, and kind of like life, know your leverage. Yeah. Know, know your, I'm not a fan of burning bridges, but as life moves on, and I've, you know, make it far enough past a few of these bridges, you know, maybe there is one or two that's worth burning. And you, you never know. It depends on where you are in, in life. Um, but know, know where you are. Know what leverage you have. That, that would be the advice because criticism is going to come, you know, and you don't have to act on all of it. But you also have to be ready for it all and, and willing to accept it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, Until you get to a certain point. Nah, but just, like right now at work, <laughs> I'm, trying to, uh, I'm trying to get a raise at work. Because they should pay me more, um, and so I got like a competing offer, right, from some other company that's paying me more. And so I'm like, see, they'll pay me more to be me. So do you want to pay me to be me? So I'm doing that whole thing, right? And it's it's a leverage situation, right? Mm-hmm. And like here, I would like to stay, but you have to do something about this this disparity in this in this gap here. And they may not, right? And then I got to go get a new job. Like, or well, rather, I got to take the job. But like, understanding that there's a thing that you can do, but that may have consequences. <laughs> Consequence mm-hmm. might be you have a new job now. <laughs> you know, and I don't want totally. I don't want to have a new job. I really like my job, but if I get a new job, I get a new job. Like, you know, it's a math problem. Totally. You know. Totally. And you better and and if they don't raise it and you don't take the new job. Good luck getting the raise. Oh no, you're cooked the then. You're up. cooked then. Yeah, like that's the thing. You come back and you get you bluffing. No, you can't. Uh, good no, luck. Can't. Good luck after a bluff nah. that don't go right. No, you can't. So you know. Uh, so east east of Eden, man. Dude. So first of all, uh, I new got, book. Oh, uh, I wrote it down because I got to say, like the the thing that I liked the most so far is the just the level of like scenery that's being created here. Like mm-hmm. when he lays it out, um, you just get like this world. You get a whole world. He's drawing a whole world for you, and you can dive yes. right in. And then yes. this line, there was a there was a bunch of them that stood out, but this one I, I I wrote down. You can boast about anything if it's all you have. I was like, Ooh. <laughs> yo, it's wow, that's crazy. I've replayed that part. <laughs> I replayed that part. 
Um, because it rings so true, you know, and it and it's crazy because you know, I don't know. Let me ask you, where where did your mind go? Hearing that, like, what was the initial thought that you had when you heard that line? Like, what set it? What what group of people? It was hundred percent rappers in this world. It was hundred percent rappers. The, 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 yeah, my mine went to just like you know, growing up in the area that I grew up in and in my community and whatnot. Coming up as a kid, like it it went to when you're like very close to poverty, but not quite poverty. That's that's the life that you lead. Dude, that's the lifestyle well, that, that you lead. It was it was like it described the you know cuz the the boasting and you know like so much of hip hop and rap is boasting, right? Mm-hmm. And like it, it's yeah, that it, bravado thing. Yeah. And but it starts and it starts from just to add to your point. It starts from that next to poverty 100% upbringing. Yes. That it that it comes from. So it's talking about, you know, hip hop's talking about the place where I went to immediately. It's a, it's a, it's exactly. Line. It's a, it's, it's this artistic expression of exactly this thing that this dude points out in this book, right? Like it's exactly this expression. It's, it's, oh, you can boast about anything. And cause I, I think that, that he like follows that up with, and then the less you have, the more you boast. I'm pretty, boast. I'm pretty yep. sure that's is what exact, he follows no, that's up exactly with. what he said. Yeah. That was his line. Yeah. Dude, that, and I was like, man, boy, can this guy like paint a, paint a picture, set up a scene, you know, um, yeah, I'm, I I was like, that's pretty awesome that you bought that quote in because I literally stopped. It hit me. It was like, in the in in the more that I have, right? Because so as I broke down that line, because I, I rewinded. It's the inter- it's the I interesting to hear it again. I totally get you. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to hear it again. It did right exactly. I wanted to hear it again because I'm like, damn. And I think about like. It's also the same thing as the less you know, the more you boast. It it really travels through a lot of things. The less you know, the more you know, the least you boast and brag. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, immediately I was like, man, now, I remember being a kid and I was buying like a $100 pair of jeans. I'd spend anything to have a certain pair of sneakers. I was doing all of these things and it was all this ability, you know, me trying to boast. And now when I purchase things, it's not about anybody else. It's about like the last pair of sneakers I bought were Hardens because I'm a fan. And I bought these sneakers because I'm like a fan and I'm excited for this thing that's happening. But it had nothing to do about like, these aren't the hottest sneakers. They're not sneakers that anybody is like going crazy to wear. I bought them in as a fan like i'm just like yo i want those i i, I want to be you know my hardened jersey hardened sneakers like game one of the playoffs right but as a kid when i had little i would buy stuff just because like i wanted to be able to show that i had a lot the interesting thing that i think about is 100 percent all the stuff you just said is true and then let's let's add in this next layer of and then the more you have the less you boast mm-hmm yeah, no, nah, totally. And the more you know, the less you boast. Because you start to realize, boy, the more, because the more I learn about everything, the more complicated everything gets, right? Like, as soon as I'm yes. like, you know, I rem- I very distinctly remember being like 23 and being like, well, that's easy. 
and then thinking like, oh, whatever, that's easy. Like, <laughs> and then now I'm like, well, that looks easy, but I bet you there's like 75 things that are sneaky hard about it that you just haven't considered yet. And the more you learn about it, the really, the much harder you'll find out that it actually is. And that's why I am less like, I guess I'm progressively, I still say stuff like I'm super confident because that's, you know, that's that like East Coaster style, right? But yeah. I'm less confident than I used to. And I'm way willing to be like, oh, that's a good point. Let me, let me, let me, let me slow down. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's yeah. A, and I don't know. That's, it's a, it was an interesting thing that we both pulled it out as like, ooh. Yeah. Not, not to go long on this particular topic, but, you, you know, it's like, remember you get at, you, in high school, we had the question of who, who are you? And you had to, like, write the, you had to write, like, a two page or whatever explaining who you I don't know if you Nah I skipped that, that day, but I skipped most days yeah, in high yeah. school. So. But, it, but but it was this whole thing of it was a it was it was a who are you thing. Right? And the one thing that I'd say about life and a buddy of mine had this line not too long ago where I work and he's talking and he goes, you know, wisdom is wisdom only comes through experience. It's not it's not with age. The older you get is not the more wise you come. It goes, the more you experience, the the wiser you become. And it, and you can live life for a long time and not experience anything and not be wise at all. But it's more about the experience. You go to another culture and you embrace another culture that's an experience and you gain wisdom from that. And the thing that I learned you know, through life is that, you know, as I get older, I realize like from a rich, poor, you know, conversation, which like boasting because you have little is that we, the more you have, the more, you know, how much closer you are to not having much at all. The, the little you have, the further away from having it all it seems like it is. you think you are. Yeah. And that's the thing that I think I realized the, the most, you know, through, through this, you know, last like five years of my life. And it's honestly, Devin, it slowed everything down for me. What became important started to become crystal clear. What was less important and things that I worried about and focused on you know, became crystal clear to me. Even the way that I work, like, I remember now that I'm in a position of leadership, there's this calm, you know, truck's late, okay, don't worry about it. We got this. There's all these calms, and as a leader, the hardest part is getting other people to get to that level. Because that, like, that, that's the hardest part as a leader of people is getting other people to that level. Because quite honestly, the only thing that gets you there is experience. I can't tell you to get there. I can show you, but only if you're willing to experience it while I show you. Yeah. But if I show you and you're not embracing it and you're not experiencing it, it's going to go right over your head. I think another like interesting layer to that, um, and probably why the probably why we're both interested in, in doing this, we're going to do three back-to-back novels now, right? We're going to do East of Eden right mm-hmm. now, which is what we're talking about. And then we're going to follow it up with Ralph Ellison's The Invisible Man. And the interesting thing is that we're picking up 
interesting, thoughtful wisdom without having to live through the experience, right? And that's the point. So there's the the point of, you know, you read a business book because you get some active strategies. And I think that that's an important thing because we read a whole bunch of different, like pretty right on business books um, where we got some some specific strategies. And now I think we're kind of interested in like, okay, well, how can we manage our like, our empathy or our perspective on this whole holistic problem of like, how do I move forward from where I'm at right now? And it's less about maybe uh, a strategy. It's less about being like, okay, I'm gonna use this bullseye method strategy to solve this problem. And it's more about like, how can I take lots of external inputs and derive the right output, right? And that becomes more a problem of, you know, maybe it's nuance, maybe it's just, empathy maybe it's perspective who knows but that's why all of a sudden these novels are really applicable because you can look at it and go like here's an interesting way to approach this situation what would you do what would you know adam do and and that sort of interesting perspective you know you know what you just said and 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 to bring it full circle is we didn't experience the war Right, we're not going to experience the war, but we experience we're experiencing emotion through these through these books. We are experiencing the emotion, like you said. You're, we're gonna we gained empathy from you know the vanishing half because we, we we when reading these novels, we are experiencing the emotion that is attached to each one of these novels. The actual events, like, no, we didn't live in 1950 and, you know, try to pass, you know, as uh, um, whites in 1950s as biracial blacks. Like, no, we didn't experience that. But we did get to experience the emotion of that character, which then allowed us to already experience the empathy for that character, which allowed us to have an emotional experience. You know what I mean? That which then gained us wisdom on understanding what empathy feels like, how to use it. You know what I mean? Who, wh- that we should have it for even people that we don't understand. You know, so I feel like every one of these books, I've gained a hell of experience without even having to leave my couch. You know what I mean? Because I got to leave in like, which I'm going to sound like I read books all the time. <sighs> But in the in the greatest the greatest way that that you could, and that's through your imagination. Sure, you know, through through really actually leaving, you know, your your body might not leave, but you know, your mind and your imagination leaving and actually going on that journey with someone. I think there's an interesting wrinkle. Um, it's a, like a thing that I know about you. One of the things that makes you a really good manager of humans, because humans are com- complicated, right? Yes, and very much. They're so complicated. Um, and so one of the things that, that is important when you're managing humans is you need to be able to put yourself in someone else's shoes so you can try to see where they're coming from. And then this, there's a secondary piece of that, right, that like lives right alongside of that, which is you need to ask them where they're coming from. Because even though you're putting them yourself in their shoes and trying to gain their perspective, you need to ask because you're going to be wrong so frequently. You're going to tell a story to yourself about this person because you are using this empathy skill that you need to manage people. And you're going to be so far off all the time that you just completely fully miss it. 
And so you need to go directly to the person and ask. So there's this weird combination of being empathetic and just asking <laughs> that mm-hmm. that I think it makes you really great at managing people. And I'm interested yeah. to see how this like new tool in your tool belt, this new uh, area of your life that you're exploring where you're picking in like the great novels, the great American novels, right? Which is kind of like the journey we're going on right now. Where does that end up? And how does that end up in that empathy toolbox that you already have? And how do you integrate it to the, and then I need to go ask the person, which is the other thing that you're also really good at as a boss. Yeah. There's a last piece to that too, is that there's a protection of others. Because sometimes, and and this is where I think people look at me when I'm crazy, when I'm talking as a leader in my career, is I'll say to them, well, okay, I, I can have empathy for that person. And I can understand their perspective. And I can get that their feelings have been affected. And I can get directly to the bottom line of exactly what is causing, what is the crux. But then there's a there's the last piece, which is sometimes even understanding all that and getting to their perspective. It's still green. <laughs> and it still affects others. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Even though I can have all of that, at the end of it all, I can also say, you know what? I respect your perspective. I have empathy and I understand exactly what it is that you're feeling. But, Devin, all of that affects Joe over here. And how, you know what I mean? Like, now we got to figure out a way for you and Joe to figure this thing out so that. We don't have your empathy, your pain. Call, you know, it's the Chris Rock, Will Smith thing. Yeah, 100%. Like, hey, <laughs> hey, Will, I get it. You're mad, you're angry, but guess what? Now Chris God, is, is, is in the same spot. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know what I mean? So, like, behavior can't be, your behavior can't, especially knowingly, affect the well-being of someone else. And if so, knowingly and intentionally, your behavior affects the well-being of someone else, you're wrong nine times out of ten. I wonder if we listened back. I mean, hundred out of hundred, sure. I would say. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if we listened back to the beginning of this conversation where we were talking about people in their roles and their mm-hmm. behavior. I wonder if we would be consistent because mm-hmm. I don't really remember what we were saying. Like, I remember around what we were saying, right? Around the roles yeah. conversation. We were talking. We were. But I think I- that we're pretty why. consistent. Well, we were talking because we were talking at two different levels. We were talking... You know, leverage, which leverage is different. You know, leverage is different because in the world, there's that nuance of I want to get somewhere over here, right? And in order to get over here, I got to go through Devin or I need Devin. So now if Devin's way affects me and it's knowingly, but I can't get here over here without Devin, in order for me to get to where I need to go, unfortunately, I gotta endorse some of that. Right. I gotta figure out a way to endorse some. And that and that's the thing that I think the initial conversation was. It's like, hey, you wanna you wanna get somewhere and there's gonna be, you know, critics. And that's different. Now we're like if we're gonna say we're neither one of us is has an upper hand on the next person, then yeah, we go back to the conversation we just had as the person leading the people, I need to make sure that no one's actions is having 
intentionally having an impact on somebody else because I'm leading a group. Yeah, that's that. But that as an individual, correct. right? But as an individual, if I'm trying to get somewhere, I might have to go through some shitty ass bosses. Yeah. To be able to become the leader of the people. Because I got to go through this to be able to get to the position that I need to be to be able to make the change that I want to make now. Yeah, it's the story of my career, bro. Yeah. It's just, I had to go through some, some shitty ass. You know, you were there. You know, had you know what I you know, had to grind like that <laughs> to, to shine like this. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, it's, it's it. Money. <laughs> it's this. That's the title, baby. Uh, <laughs> Listen, that's exactly yeah. it. And that, But that's life, man. And that's the story of this book as well. Dude, that, that's all permeating through this book. So much, so much, ah. so much. This book is. Uh, I, I'm excited for this for this ride. Um, it, Yo, this book is. I had to I had to grind like this to shine like that. <laughs> this is. It's clearly setting up for Andrew's character. Like, I'm so curious to find out if I've heard the name Andrew West and people like reference it. But I had no understanding of it. I'm, I wonder if he, he has to become a menace at some point and be like a fucking savage ass <laughs> dude at some point. I have no understanding of the rest of this book. But to me, we are building a brilliant. This book is building a brilliant menace that is like going to be a cold ass, smart intellectual understanding person but know how to use that to be able to get whatever the fuck he wants in life and that's what it feels like it's building i don't know anything about the book so early it's so early do you know because there's 50 there's 50 chapters right yeah so do you know like any of the like the idea of the book like i I know a little bit where we're going yeah I'm, I'm excited. Know, am, I, am I like? I'm a, you don't have to tell me 100. percent I'm not, I'm not like, telling you anything. We're on. We're on a ride. We're on a ride. It's gonna be good. I, 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 t- I saw you smile when I said it, so we're, I got. I got a angle in that. So, some shit is going down with this Adam West. This book is one of one of the final things I want to say about the book is like. So I live out. I live in the foothills, right? I live. I live in foothills. Okay. And so the, in the beginning of the book, he spends God. It feels like a whole chapter just describing the way that the scenery changes in the foothills and i gotta tell you it's pretty accurate right yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you know you get this like moment where everything's lush and green and then it turns into this weird golden brown it mm. is it's different out here man it's different which is totally it totally a metaphor for for, for adam fucking west Dude. this whole totally a metaphor there's it's a metaphor there's totally. there's not a lot of accidents in this book i don't think yeah. you know he's gonna be a bad motherfucker i don't know what he's gonna do but he gonna be a bad motherfucker. The whole the whole book, have, man. Like you know, yeah. we're talking about like one of the all time, right? You know, you don't get you don't get all time, you don't get that that kind of label by accident, right? So yeah, yeah. you know, when somebody writes something that's like this, there's a bunch of people that I want to read, um, but when somebody writes something at this level, there's a reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I can't wait to find out. I'm so tempted. I won't behave though, but I know he's gonna be a bad yeah. mother. Cause I heard the name. I don't. But I don't remember the context. So I don't. I don't ever remember hearing him tossed around in in casual conversation or like in in like movies I, or shows or something. But man, he might be, and I just missed it. So I've heard Adam West. Well, Adam West is also heard, Batman, right? So may, maybe it's. 
Uh, is that where might, I'm, that where I'm might, mixing, yeah, mixing might, Adam might, Wester might, with? Might be. Okay. All right. Maybe I'm mixing it up with that. Because I, I have no idea the the context of how I heard it. Sure. But like, as soon as they said Adam West, I'm the like, the name is familiar. And you, why do I know right. Adam West? That makes sense. Is that that's the weird Batman, isn't it? The well, like the 1970s, the 70s, yeah, the dude. 70s TV show yeah, Batman. Maybe that's what maybe that's what it is. It might be that, like the weird ass home video Batman <laughs> shit that was like super weird. Yeah, uh, maybe that's where I'm mixing it up yeah, at. Okay, that, it could be that because I've heard the name. As soon as the name dropped, I was like, why do I know? Why do I know that Adam name? West, like. I've heard it a lot too coming up, like, but I think it is probably Batman. That makes that makes more sense. It does because I, I, if I recall, there's like a story, and maybe we should look. I'll look into it over this between this week's and next week's show. But if I recall, there's a story about this this novel where it's like kind of like a lost novel too, which is an interesting like wrinkle. Got you. But uh, yeah. So uh, how was twenty four hundred this week? Um, we're good, man. We got a couple more sales. We're just trying to figure things out. We got to. We got a catering event to do that we're prepping for and kind of coming up with some, with some, with some, they want like some sliders and finger food. So, uh, the other day I did a, a cheeseburger mac and cheese slider for practice just to see maybe that'd be something it's, uh, you know, it's for a high school graduation party and they just want like different fun, like small yeah, kid, uh, not kid, but stuff. young, young, young people food. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like you go, you know, tacos sure. and all that type stuff. So, so we're working on putting together a tightening up a menu for that. And then we're trying to figure out some of these regulations with doing something at the park, um, mainly because it's free. So even me and Ash are talking about hosting like a barbecue. Cause the thing, the problem we're running up against is selling things is is where all of a sudden the city wants issues. to be involved yeah they yeah, want everybody wants yeah. their cut as soon as you start telling yeah them. exactly right um now in philly it doesn't it, you know like a little softer yeah softer they like unless it starts to get real popular like no no one cares like you know they'll leave you alone. until they see a big ass crowd and they're like wait they all getting all eaten off of this why we ain't getting no slices <laughs> time to time to pay up buddy you know but out here, um, where I'm at in, in media, yeah, you, you know, got to fill out a form, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, like, the cops will pull up on you at uh, one of these media parks and be like, you know, uh, seems to be a, you know, like a flea market style something here. So we're thinking, like, probably if we do something, less is more, meaning we do it hush-hush, kind of have, like, a cookout style and, Maybe it's something where it's just us. We're not gonna have a hundred tables out there, and you know we just kind of invite the lo- our local community out, and maybe like, hey, you want to donate to you know our vi- business, you know the business venture of you know, and and also come try some samples. And if you wanna, you know, get a platter, it's a ten buck donation. You know what I mean, or something like that, and try to keep it where it's it's barbecue, it's light and fun, it's controlling the serving sizes and doing like a sample of chicken and then if someone wants more they can donate and, and help out but it's more so just to get people kind of like tasting the seasonings and then ash wants to reel out um some of the stuff she's working on for the summer right so but at the meantime i'm actually um popping up today to figure out what do i need to do to actually do like a, a flea market style 
and just what what would they need, you know, from each. Or they might be okay if it's just crafts. Like, they might be okay with that. So I'm about to find out. We do have the LLC behind us. So, well, they also, have, um, I mean, you know, yeah. also media has all those event days, right? Like, there's a million event days. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, yeah. get in on one of the existing event days or get in on one of the existing farmers yeah. markets. Well, like, through, see yeah. what that, we'll hey, investigate that, that whole space. Right? Yeah. Now, the thing with those is just, that's, you know, you got to, you got to pay to play. Everything, you got to pay to play. So, it, so it'll, it'll have to make sense because at this point, legally, if it's a donation, because it's not that you can't do food, it's just you can't do the selling right. of food. Right. You know, the way around that is, all right, I have my family and friends come out and maybe we'll do, you know, donate to our cause and we'll market that and work that through a social media thing. Sure. But the idea is more of like, you know, a place where they could come, they could taste the seasonings, they could do that. And then we can have them, all right, well, you know, you can log on the website, you can buy it now, we have it here, you know what I mean? And I could, you know, that way I got to deliver it, but you could do it now. It's more open space for not breaking any rules we're not doing anything that's out of the place but but we don't have the community day we don't have other people involved which is what we would really like to create in an, yeah. an environment where well in, we can get more people out there and, just like everything you know. everything is much much we were talking about it a little bit earlier right everything's way harder than you think it is so you're gonna have to do a couple farmers markets you're gonna have to do a couple days to kind of get in to start to understand all the moving parts of something and then once you understand it, you can start having your community day. But you can't just you can't just go from zero to that, right? Like that's just not exactly. how it works. Exactly so, makes sense. So you know, so we're, we're we're gonna do. I think we just need to do something. Yeah, you know, something that's a low risk from a financial standpoint. Yeah, and that's why it's like, well, if we do this, it costs nothing but some food. And honestly, when we say donation in in our community, that means if I say donation. You know, then that means okay, we we get what this is. That's a you know we get what this is. That's a pay to play. You know, there must be some difficulty around some legal stuff. But I'm gonna help my brother out. You know what I mean? Like that. That's what that's what that is. in, in the you know black folks been doing that for for years, getting around uh, the legal things of like lawsuits and LLC. Just right. through not even black folks, everybody. Sure. Just. Wording wording means a whole hell of a lot when it comes to legal side of things. I'm sure. A donation is totally different than charging, you know, ten bucks. Ten hour donation versus ten bucks costs aren't the same thing. And basically the customer now waves their right <laughs> to be able <laughs> to be to also be able to say that they, they were a customer. This you know, they went in and they fully understood that this was not a business <laughs> license for, you know, for whatever they were doing at that time and that you were participating in, in a fundraiser. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, uh, yeah, there's some voodoo there. It works out. Yeah. yeah it works out. Yeah, yeah, some voodoo. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, so I went and How about you? I, met, I went and met with uh, the comic shop this week. He, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Friday, right? yeah, on Friday. And so he wanted a couple of quick changes. So, but he said, this is, I would say, the win of the week is he was like, we're, we're ready to start using this, don't you think? So he was, he was like, when should we start? And I was like, well, you could start now. And he was like, then he kind of like waffled a little bit or, but I was like, I want to get these changes in anyway. So like, 
I think that we're probably going to have like actual usage starting next week, probably. Awesome. Um, yeah, or the nah, week after. So, dope, yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, you know, we'll see. Like that, that is a hurdle going from, you know, here's a tool that I'm building for you to, I'm actually going to use it, right? Like that's like a, there's a, there's a movement there that like we're not necessarily familiar with. So that should be interesting to see how that goes. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're almost there. We're almost there. And then, uh, uh, you know, we'll see where, where it goes, but it's a lot. I got a lot of work to do. So I'm trying to focus on that, you know? Wow. That's awesome. That's real good. That's big. It is dude. It's, it's big. It's big. So, so how are we doing these chapters? What are we going to do? Five? Yeah, you want to do five? Minutes? So we'll go five to ten. What's that? Fifty-five? If we ever break it down. Ten, like five, ten eleven uh, weeks. Ten weeks, yeah. yeah ten, yeah, eleven weeks. Uh, that's, that's not too bad. That's about what we, we were maybe eight weeks for uh, The Vanishing Hat. Yeah, and this is a longer book, so it's okay. Yeah, so, yeah, so we'll do, we'll do five, we'll do chapters five to ten next week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Right. So we'll be up to chapter 10 by, by the next episode. All right, sounds good. Where can people find us, Vernon? They can find us at the processesblackandwhite.com, and they can also search us on all your social media platforms at the process is black and white. We'll pop right up. All right, talk to you next week. And that's all the time we have this week. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Process is Black and White. Come join us next week where the journey continues on the road to successful entrepreneurship. For further information, go to www.theprocessisblackandwhite.com. Any views or opinions represented on this podcast do not constitute financial advice or any other advice. Vernon and Devin inspire you to conduct your own due diligence before making any personal financial decisions.